Okay, so we uh, continue in our uh, um, our study of the uh, Prakim of Tehillim, which we say as part of Kabbalah Shabbos, uh, in an effort to not only understand Kabbalah Shabbos uh, better, which is certainly a milo, which is certainly an advantage for uh, at least for me, but also uh, as we talked about at the beginning. So Kabbalah Shabbos, these Prakim which we say were composed by David Amalek as he foresaw the uh, the ultimate geula, the final geula, and the songs which are going to be sung at that time, which are all indicative of how mankind, both Jews and non-Jews, are going to grow and deepen their understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's existence, of his presence in, in the world, and the songs which are going to be sung at that time are a reflection of that. So we are on Perak Tzadi Ches, is where we left off. Hey, Vav, Zayin Ches. So this is the fourth of the Prakim, which we say uh, is part of Kabbalah Shabbos. So... And... Um, okay, now I can go ahead and I can pull that up. And we left off on Pasuk Gimel. Should be on the screen there now. And um, so it reads as follows. So this is also, it's going to be part of this new song, which is going to be sung, which is going to be enjoyed uh, and appreciated by uh, by the world over. And it is going to be because of the wonders, which we're going to see, HaKash Baruch is going to, uh, to demonstrate. And when we left off in Pasuk Beis, we said that Hodia Hashem Yishuaso, that Gosh is going to make known his salvation. We said before the eyes of the nations, and Gilatzid Kaso, and he's going to reveal his, his justice. So where we left off, um, right. So then we say, so we'll pick up the next Pasuk and we say, now what is going to be the cause of this song? Zachar Chasdova Munasolaves Yisrael, that Kashbarh who remembered his kindness and his faithfulness to the Jewish people, to base Yisrael, to the to Kla Yisrael, and Raukol Afse Aretz, and those who live on the ends of the world. The Afse Aretz isn't the land itself, but it's the people who dwell at the ends of the world. So they will all see Es they're going to see the salvation of God, and this is going to be specifically, the, the Radak says that this is indicative of the fact that they're going to see that Baruch Hu took us from Gaulus, he took us from the exile, and saved us before the eyes of the entire world, and that's what they're going to see. They're going to actually literally see the salvation of God unfold right before their, or their eyes, as the Jewish people are going to be chosen as Hashem's people. So now the Malbim says, and this is uh, pretty fundamental in terms of his overall understanding of what's going on. He says, we, the David Amal says, Ki Hashem asa that all of the wonders which are going to be witnessed by mankind throughout the, uh, at the future is going to be on account of three things. There's going to be three causes, in a sense, of this salvation. Aleph, the first one is, that's going to be because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is himself, his own himself. That's uh, mentioned in the, uh, 
the, the Gila Tzid Kaso, that we, HaKadosh Baruch is going to reveal his justice. So that is going to be, and that's part of the uh, a trait which HaKadosh Baruch inherently possesses. Shalzeh Amar, in a reference to this, that's going to be Le'inei goim Gilatzid Kaso. That's what the previous Pasuk ends and says, that before the eyes of the nations, so you're going to reveal your righteousness. Or you're going to reveal your justice. Base, and then number two is, Asa Kein Mipnei, another reason why Akash Baruch Hu is going to do these wonders is, because, Zachar Chasto Leves Yisrael, is because Baruch Hu remembers the kindness of that he has towards the Jewish people. Gimel, and the third part is, is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembers his faithfulness to the Jewish people. So these three things, and that is going to be on account of the promise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the reason why we invoke faithfulness is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to fulfill the promise that he made to the Jewish people to go ahead and save us. Like we say, I think that's in hollow. Now he says, now the Malbim explains, when we say, that the ends of the world, the people all over the earth are going to see, what it means to say is, that this salvation that the nations of the world are going to witness at the end of time, at the end of uh, at the time of our gula, is going to be fundamentally different than the revelation of Hashem's presence, which we mentioned in previous prakim. Shetchila Amar. Initially, we said that we're going to go ahead and we're going to recount amongst the nations God's honor, and amongst all of the nations is going to be His wonders. So that is Shehu, which accounts for. So initially, the nations of the world are not going to be able to visibly see, they're not going to be able to use their senses in order to experience God. But it's only going to be something which is recounted by members of the nations who are attuned or who are attentive to what exactly God is doing. So although initially it's something that only a few people are going to be aware of, and those people who are aware or who are sensitive, they will go ahead and recount it to others. But now, this final gula, so that's what it says, so this is something which is going to be visibly evident to all people, to all the nations of the world. Sort of like, we hope that this happens, sort of like the way the world is watching the war unfold before their eyes. And they're all going to be able to see, God willing, the great salvation which the Jewish people are going to experience uh, as the uh, the war continues to unfold. Base, a second difference is, So initially, not everybody was able to understand what was happening, what was unfolding. That the nations of the world, the idolaters who are on a lower level, so they are not going to see God, they, they only see God's honor, but but they're not going to see his wonders. Remember, wonders is indicative of Hashem exercising divine providence, doing things outside of nature on behalf of the Jewish people. So they'll say they'll have a wow moment. 
but it's not something where they're necessarily going to be able to see the uh, the wonders of God. But avalata, but now at the time of this geula, ro kol afsearetz is something which is going to be witnessed by the ends of the world. It's something which everybody is going to see all of these wonders and the salvation. Gimel in the third part is sheyiras Yeshuas elokenu. That what they're going to visibly see, what they're going to witness is Hashem's salvation of the Jewish people. And now the term Yeshua, salvation, is something which is significant. And it's explained by us that understanding the nuances of language lets us know that when the name of Elohim comes, when we say in this way, Elokeinu, that it's indicative of the relationship in the connection between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael. Sheyiru, in other words, what are the nations going to witness? Sheyiru, they're going to see that this salvation is something which is unique to the Jewish people, something that we ourselves are going to experience that the divine presence is in our midst, and divine providence is directed specifically towards the Jewish people. And this is something that the world over is going to witness, is going to see, and is going to be forced to go ahead and acknowledge, because there's going to be no denial of it whatsoever. Question, Rabbi. Yes. In, in that same paragraph. Yes. Second line, Shalom Yeruba Ayan Wikush. What's Fush? Fush are the senses. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Then once they once everybody sees all of this and they're aware of God's salvation, what's going to happen? So then that's when the song, that's when the music turns on. Hariul Hashem Kolaaretz, that we say that the inhabitants of the world are going to sing out loud to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Pitzchu v'rananu v'zameru, all essentially synonyms, make a loud noise and rejoice and play music. So this is going to be the collective response of the world at this, at, at this time. And then we say, the Radak explains that even the nations of the world are going to sing out and they're going to rejoice upon witnessing the salvation of the Jewish people. Because once the, the salvation of the Jewish people takes place, so then there will be no more wars. So being that there's going to be this awareness on the part of the nations of the world that war throughout the world is coming to a, a conclusion, is, no, is going to cease. So that's going to be the reason why the nations of the world are also going to go ahead and sing song and rejoice and be thrilled over the salvation of the Jewish, uh, the Jewish people. And the Malbim explains that Haderachu, he says also a fascinating idea. He says, Haderachu that when there's an event where the king is going to make an appearance. So what happens initially is that before the king makes his appearance, so the crowd gathers and excitement begins to build. But at that time, while the king is still in some back room somewhere, in the, the green room, as they say, so 
So the nations are going to sing songs and they're going to uh, they'll, they'll play songs and they'll sing songs on the, some harps. Aval But when Hakadosh Baruch Hu emerges from the back room, from behind the curtain. The Israel Am and the nation goes out and sees the king. They visibly see him for the first time when he makes that appearance. Yariu Kulam Trua Gedola. So then there's going to be this collective song, this collective loud song, which is going to play. And that's going to be the indication that the king has appeared in their midst. In other words, that even somebody there's going to be, if you think about it, if you think about it in terms of, let's say, by um, uh, election night. So a big crowd gathers in some big ballroom at a hotel, and there's lots of music, and there's lots of excitement, and there's lots of whatever. Once they know that their candidate won. So everybody's there, and they're all excited. But the mood and the, uh, the energy in the room dramatically changes once the candidate who just won actually appears before the crowd to accept the uh, the victory. So Malbim is saying that that's what we're going to experience, that there's going to be a knowledge of God's aware of God's existence and what he accomplished in terms of the Yeshua, in terms of the salvation, which is going to unfold. But then at a certain point, God is actually going to appear. And again, that's the row. That's what everybody is going to be able to see and what they're going to witness. And he says, Ubazeh, and regarding that moment when Akash Baruch Hu appears, so the salvation of, of Hashem is going to be something which is unfolded, is spread out. That's the Mufshat. It's something which is spread out. As if God Himself, it's going to be so evident to everybody this Yeshua, this salvation that God did for the Jewish people, that is going to be as if. God actually revealed himself. Obviously, he's not revealing himself, but it will be experienced as if God revealed himself. And being that this is going to be experienced, which everybody's going to have, there's going to be this loud song in celebration where that Hashem has appeared in their midst. And as a result of that, so now once everybody says, oh, God is here and he's in our midst, that's going to lead to, as we said in the Pasuk, the three synonyms for singing. So there's going to be loud noise, rejoicing, and music. On account of Hashem's actions, the salvation which he did, which he did, all of those different things. And all of the praises for God. And we're going to say, that everybody is going to desire and express the, the desire that this experience, this excitement, which the world is, is now uh, experiencing, that this should continue forever. That's going to be the excitement in the world at the time of the Yeshua. Nobody's going to be resentful. Nobody's going to be upset that it wasn't their candidate who won. There's going to be this sort of like instant recognition of God, His presence, and everybody's going to yearn to be closer to be closer to him. And as the puzzle continues, it says more about the song, Zamrul Hashem Bechinor, that we're going to sing to Hashem. We're going to play music with this lyre, with whatever the instrument is. And then it says, Bechinor Bechol Zimra. And it's going to be with the kinor, with the instrument, together with the sound of music, or really it's going to be the sound of song. 
And this is something which the Meforshim explain, the, the Radak and the Mitzvahs David both explain, that what's going on is, is that first there's going to be an instrumental, that's the Bechinor by itself, so there's going to be music for God, and then after the introductory instrumental, then there's going to be Kinor and Zimra. There's going to be the music together with singing. So there's going to be this whole, again, this whole production which is going on at that time. And that's why it says Bechinor twice, because once is going to be just with the instruments, and then it's going to be the instruments together with the choir, or the instruments together with the chazan, whatever you're imagining, whatever will, uh, will excite you, whether it's the chazan or whether it's a choir, either way. But that's what's going to happen. And then, furthermore, the chatzrosos, the shofar, it's going to be with the trumpets and a, uh, the sound of the shofar. Hariu, they're going to make a loud noise. Lifnei HaMelech Hashem before the King Hashem. So this is part of the experience which everybody is going to, uh, which everyone is going to go through. And the Malbim explains, Sheyizamru uh, Bechinor, that first we're going to go ahead and just play the music, just the instrumental. Which is going to somehow capture within the music the praises and Hashem's constant uh, uh, actions, like the sun rising and setting and all of that stuff. The Yariu because shofar, and then we're going to go ahead and we're going to blast the sound of the shofar. Why the shofar blast? So we know that from Rosh Hashanah Shmuzin, from Rosh Hashanah talks. Because whenever we sing before God, this is going to what's going to, in a sense, evoke God from behind the curtain. This is what's going to bring him out into, uh, into visibility. And we're going to be able to see the great honor which is due. Because as we know, as I mentioned from Rosh Hashanah, we know that the sound of the shofar blast is the coronation of God, the recognition of God's malchus. That's the, the instrument which is always going to be associated with God as the king. And that's going to be the culmination of it. It's going to lead up to that crescendo, which is going to be the sound of the shofar blasting, uh, recognition of God as, as king. And then we say... Yeram Hayam Umlao, Teva So he say, let the sea in its fullness roar, the world, the inhabited world, that's Tevel, the Yosheva and those who dwell in it. So this is again, it's a call, it's a description of the fact that this is not an isolated concert which is taking place in one location. This is something which is going to be experienced the world over, all over the, the globe. So those who are at sea and those who are inhabited part of the world, wherever they happen to be, it's something which they are going to experience. And as we continue, this, this idea that's going to be all-encompassing, so the rivers will clap their hands, and the mountains will also sing together for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So wherever you are on the globe, whatever part, of you, whatever topography you find yourself on, so all of that is going to be part of this grand experience. And what is going to be the celebration? It's going to be Lifnei Hashem. It's going to be before Hashem. Kival When he comes to judge the world. Yishbot Tevel B'Tzedek. And he's going to judge the world with righteousness. Va'amim B'Meisharim. And people with equity. Meaning that uh, the Mishpat over here is going to be with equity. Meaning that each person is going to be judged precisely based on their 
actions, their behavior, what their accomplishments were. So it's not going to be some sort of collective judgment or something that we're just going to give everybody the uh, the same thing, but it's something which is going to be tailor-made with each person receiving specifically what they have earned and based on their uh, their uh, their accomplishments. So he says, uh, in this and now the, the Malbin points out that Po Amar, in this particular parish, we mentioned, as opposed to the previous one, where we mentioned God coming to judge twice. So here, Po Amar Kiva Pam Echad. In this paragraph, we use the phrase that he is coming only one time. Kiva Lishpota Aretz. Kiavo Shaloi Deemtsai. Because in this paragraph, in this parak of Dilim, we're talking about God appearing, making this appearance, not through a middleman. He's not sending a representative to go ahead and uh, be there for him. Sometimes at the uh, special occasions, so the king or the president won't appear personally, but they'll send a representative to, uh, to, uh, to be there in their place. So here, Hashem is not going to do this. At the time of this final salvation, it's going to be God appearing personally. And being that God is going to make this personal appearance, so that's why we say that he's going to judge the world uh, with righteousness and the nations with equity, meaning And we're not, we didn't mention in this one, again, in contrast to the previous parrot, we don't even mention anything about, um, about uh, the faithfulness of God. Shemora al hateva kavua, because emuna would be the phrase that we would use with uh, uh, with uh, when God is appearing within nature. And at this point, at that point in the in the future of the final salvation and the final redemption, so this is not going to be the uh, God's appearance is not going to be through the guise or through the prism of nature, which is fixed, which is constant. Rakefi chuke hamesharim. But rather, this is going to be an appearance which is going to be with equity, as we mentioned before, that it's going to be personalized, that each person is going to experience themselves. So the only way that there's going to be this personal judgment for each person based on their accomplishments and what they did over the course of their lifetime, that can only be handled by God personally. And therefore, that's why uh, we don't even mention Emuna, like we did at the beginning of the parak where we said, Zachar chasdo vemunaso, that we're going to recall his kindness and his faithfulness. This is something which is going to unfold right there before us, directly from God himself. Okay, so that...